0: Hello and welcome to this episode 38 of the Northern Invasion podcast So um, you're joined this fine evening by myself, Stu West I remember my own name today And also by Mr Scott Smith Hello so we're we're back from our polar expedition. Um, we've had a little bit of a delay getting back on on here, but we did release a, a short and sweet uh, diaries from the front, where we uh, we spoke to uh, lots of the the people we met up there, and generally complained about the price of beer. Um, but it was a great trip, wasn't it, sir?
1: It was excellent. It was really really good. Not sure, I, I, nothing bad to say about it, other than I didn't get as drunk as I probably could have done but we tried
0: yeah yeah but i think i think it helped i think uh we were yeah. we were in good good form we took a full box of diarolite well boots his own i i must say it wasn't it wasn't the the branded version of other other of, of of suppliers are available um and i think we jenny's did... knockoff <laughs> yeah so we 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 left early we went on thursday and uh worked our way yeah. up at separate times and we got to to tromso which is a it's a really nice place it's the paris of the north we found at 69 degrees um north so we're well into the arctic circle um there was like a it's a very old type of town with hills and and original street patterns and there's water and there's mountains and snow and wooden buildings with steep pitched roofs as you'd imagine and um I don't know. It was a, it was really interesting place, and yeah, uh, the people were were amongst the friendliest I think I've I've ever come across. So yeah, it was. I think the only the only gripe that we had was the the alcohol pricing in, in um in Norway, um, which is fair enough. That's uh that's that's the way it is, and people are used to it. So um, it's a bit more than what we're used to, but um. We, we we people told us before we went so we were prepared and uh we we had a few pints
1: and um other things you 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 seem healthy bunch so maybe they've got something right yeah it's like a nat- we said it,
0: <laughs> it was natural keto wasn't it we were trying our best to get some <laughs> carbs in us but um it was difficult there was a lot of meat there um and the, there's a lot of candle lit sort of rooms as well so yeah. I, I have to I have to say that I was I was bad and and I was even drinking um, Bulmers. I think I was paying fourteen pounds fifty a bottle for Bulmers as well. So <laughs> <laughs> it's smart. <laughs> so in <laughs> honor in honor of that, I'm about to open a dark fruit cider. <laughs>
1: so, here you go. You're drink fourteen pounds worth of UK <laughs> Bulmers now. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to smash smashed by minute thirty. Contra-
0: contrast and compare. No, there was some interesting beers there. Um, some of it yeah. was uh, the locally. Included... Like have...
1: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'd like to have tried more. We were in that that bar on the on the Friday when we sort of explored. So we got in late Thursday, and it was I, I, I think I got in about like 7-ish, seven ish, seven PM ish. Walked into the hotel, and you were there, and we went and got a couple of beers, watched watched the football, and, I, and then I, then randomly two of the guys found us. We, we'll, we can talk about that in a second, but then the next day we went sort of exploring, and we were quite <laughs> we were quite cultural for the first few hours. We wandered about town. Uh, there was a little street kind of market celebration thing going on, and we sort of participated, walked around, had some food, and a little bit of coffee here and there, and uh, and then and then we cracked and went to the pub, um, <laughs> but at
0: about eleven thirty. Yeah, come had on. Had been, <laughs>
1: Had it been the UK, we'd have been drunk by 3pm and probably uh, crashed in our beds by about 10pm. But uh, it being Norway, we've, we we found the nice uh, This kind of, uh, I think it's probably one of the touristy pubs there, isn't it? It's the, the, was it? the Old Haller, the, yeah. the oldest bar in Tromso, which was really nice. One of these kind of real places with probably 50 choices of beer. All nice kind of brewed stuff as well. And you could just spend you could have spent hours in there and had loads of nice beer, but sixteen pounds a pint, it uh <laughs> it kinda tempered our our lust. kept yeah. <laughs> kept us honest. Yeah.
0: It was a lovely place. Oh yeah. don't get
1: me wrong. Yeah. Um but yeah,
0: it was uh it was it definitely moderates the drinking that that price in that price yeah. point.
1: It'd be a nice um, place to take, to take the missus, you know, for a nice, a nice quiet weekend.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Lots definitely. of candles.
0: <laughs> and they had lots of candles, and the flights were really reasonable as well. Yeah, yeah, really and, good. And to be to be honest, they they make a mean hot dog up there, don't they?
1: Yeah, it seems to be a very common thing in any shop that yeah. sells. You know, food and newspapers and stuff you can like WH Smith, you can get a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, go, with, uh, wrap, wrap, wrap bacon. Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have
0: two. With cheese in. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. phenomenal. So very different, but an excellent place. And then after we'd been to the old Hallow and we'd uh we'd I think we'd we'd gone in another place, the Hooken Bar, because uh because bastard. the bastard was shot. Yeah. Um we then I think we we were we were met by Runa who gave us a lift um, yes. Into into to the to the motorcycle um, club where the event was taking place uh, through, the through
1: the mountain, and so I could confused, us, that confused <sighs> us thoroughly. First time we, this happened, we were it's like a ten minute drive, um, and and drums was right in the coast, and you can see a big bridge that sort of goes across to another bit of like mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it, it crosses across the water. Uh, it's not a huge bridge, but it literally kind of steep and in, and in, and. In, kind of crazy but then the taxi took us through the through the mountain but we were confused we're like did we just go under the water did we <laughs> it just threw it just knocked us for six kind of straight away. when you came like, out you saw happening here? <laughs> we saw
0: another bridge and the view was different and we're yeah. like well, what is and, but it looked the same so we didn't quite <laughs> Where know did what we were go? so <laughs> it was a great way to disorientate us in case they did want to chain us to a moose and rape us um yeah. thankfully they didn't um, but the tunnel, the tunnel was phenomenal. And this may be maybe dull for people, but it was like a rock-hewn tunnel with no ostentatious decoration in any way. It was just a functional tunnel, yeah, and it was... had roundabouts
1: in the middle of the tunnel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was there was no like uh, shaping of it or anything. It was like they just drilled through it and made a big enough hole to, to fit stuff through, and then built a road and some roundabouts. And uh, yeah, and it, okay. and it lasts for about. Like five minutes or something <laughs> it's, it's pretty substantial
0: oh it's a it's an interesting place and then we got to the the route uh to the 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 bar um the clubhouse mm. and um there was a subsidized bar which was which was very good and it, it seemed really affordable and cheap and it was um how much was it was it six, six 60 for a can yeah, 60 kroner. So, so divide uh, that by 11 it was just under six pound really 550 a can which really seems cheap when you're there and it's not but i mean it's and it was it was nice nice beer and so it was good so we were set up um and um big chris had had brought go and you can pronounce it aquavit aquavit which is like their their puchins like it's some kind of a um a spirit it's basically vodka yeah
1: with with a bit of flavor but it was a quality
0: of, one, wasn't it? That you had,
1: yeah, yeah, arse solvent or something. It's called, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he 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 decided to get us something Norwegian because he heard we were bringing stuff across. Well, you managed to successfully bring some whiskey across. I, I what, what happened to you? I was I was, uh, I was uh, hamstrung by Norwegian customs. Did you put... go
0: like through arrivals or something, and then have to go back through security? Is well, that why
1: you took took it off so... you? So I bought, so I bought a big bottle of liter bottle of Scottish gin, Cuiran, K- K- I think you pronounce it. The, you, you see it quite common, but it's you get a big liter duty free bottle, and it was like thirty two quid. I thought, oh, that'll do nicely. So I picked it up at Edinburgh Airport, and they put it in a sealed bag. And I hadn't flown for quite a long time, especially sort of duty free type flights, you know, non EU. And uh, I was like, oh, fair enough. You sealed bags now, then that's fine. Um, and I put it in my rucksack which had my army in it and I was all fine it was all tickety-boo got got off the flight to Oslo and that year, and like, you go back through security sort of internal security um, as you're transferring and it uh, so Edinburgh in my bag got pulled to one side because it had an, a, an army full of flares in it basically with metal with magnets on it and she, <laughs> the, sc- the scanner picked them up and uh, she's like, oh, I just want to see inside Just and she showed me the screen, I was like, oh yeah all those little circles, that's magnets and I'll show you here's, here's my army, here's here's some fleshier here quartz <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, I've not seen that before, so uh, clearly she was a gristle player, but um... yeah, nobody
0: takes bliss to swim. <laughs> that's this rubbish <laughs>
1: uh, so that was fine, there was, and no mention of the spirits, obviously, they'd, I don't know they'd seen the bag or whatever, so that was fine uh, and then Got to Norway, got, got to Oslo, and the same thing happened. The bag goes through the scanner and, and it siphons off to one side. And I thought, oh, here we go again. i was getting my flare speech ready. Um, and the guy pulls, he says, oh, have you got some uh, liquids in there? I was like, yeah, it's a duty-free bottle of spirits. He goes, oh, is the receipt sealed in the bag with it? I was like, no, no, it's in my wallet. The, the guy at Edinburgh gave me the receipt and didn't put it in the bag. He's like, oh, this happens sometimes in the UK. It's supposed to be put in the bag. So I, I opened the bag and I've got to have the receipt in it or else I've got to take it off, you. Yeah. He's like, he's okay with the bag? He's like, well, yeah, there's, there's no receipt in it. Here's the receipt, it's in my hand, and it clearly says bottle of a bottle of uh, gin, blah, blah. He's like, um, yeah, I'm really sorry. The only thing we can do is either I've got to take it off you or you you can go and check it in. I was like, oh, really? It's like a bottle of spirits. I'm gonna check this. It costs me more money than it's worth probably, and I've got an hour to get my next play. I can't be bothered by the stress, so. He, he did. He sort of pointed me towards the service desk, and I went towards it. There was a big queue, and I thought, oh, I'll just go and I'll just have to go and through like security again." But at this point, I was back in the normal flow, so I had to go through main security again. So I tried it at main security. I said, "Look, here's what happened." It's just like, "No, I'm sorry, I've got to take it off you." So at this point, I was like, "I don't care, right? I need to get my flight. It's half an hour till I'm boarding. I don't want any stress, so I just ditched it." Yeah, so I got to got to Tromso, ginless. Uh, yeah. but that was a. That, that was all. It was a minor point. It was only only 30 quid. You think about it, it was only two beers, you know, so. Yeah. And and
0: they were very generous with the the hold the luggage and the the cabin baggage allowance, so I managed to get a couple of bottles of Island Park in the uh, in the hold luggage. Uh, cuz we were only going for a couple of days and we had all these bags, so so we were mm-hmm. uh, we were okay. We kept, we went armed. Um so we had drinks that night. Um uh, and if you listen back to the the previous episode, episode thirty seven, you'll hear us chatting away to people and, and this, that, and the other. Um, but we're going to give a bit more of a <laughs> a bit more of a coordinated overview <laughs> of it today. So it was good fun. Was fun. Uh, and
1: the main thing about the Friday night there was the barbecue that Eric yes. uh, and Co put on. So nice Norwegian hospitality, lots of meat, beef. There was big bits of chicken uh ribs uh what else was there lots of salad and potatoes and stuff it was just like it was just perfect it was just hearty fare lots of meat and nice and just sitting down started to chat to the guys they were, they were a friendly bunch already most of them were there i think on the on the friday night because a lot of them you know there's only i think maybe six or seven sort of frost lords local club Uh and this was a 24-man event well no, six was twenty four turned up. I can't remember. I think it was
0: twenty four in the end. I think it's old thirty two. Yeah. But um but they had dropouts and so then think, there was there was a last minute one because um uh what's it's oh, um it it hurt his hand hadn't he? Um so he couldn't he couldn't play. So it, it dropped to the uh, Oh yeah um it dropped to twenty
1: four. Chris was Chris was our name. Chris. Yeah, so Sorry. it was uh we'll get his name wrong. We'll get names wrong. We do apologise again. Yeah, I've left mm. my
0: bo- I've left my book in my car um so apologies I did have uh, everything written down and and because uh, I always do that and we were just talking about this before we came on about the the value of a notebook um I know that Ben Curry had banged on about it a couple of years ago and I thought mm, I've never had a notebook I don't see the point but then I got one and it was one of the best things I could have done to improve my play and to just allow me to remember things. So all I do is, um, I used to put a lot more effort into it and write down the list of my opponent and stuff. But all I tend to do now is uh, uh, just put what mission it is, um, my opponent's name and this that, and the other. And then I have each of the five turns and then below it I have uh, me and my opponent's name. And then basically if whoever goes first, well whoever wins the roll... I put an asterisk in under their next to their name in the box, like beneath the turn number, and then I put a tick for whoever takes it. So that shows me who won the role and whether they gave priority or kept it. And then out below that, I have a running total of the um, the points uh, based on the scenario. And then you'd be amazed at how just glancing at that just brings the game back to you. Um, and then what I tend to do is, if I play something where something really get, catches me out or I make a ridiculous mistake, I make a note at the bottom and, and I put my notes in. Um, and every now and again, the night before an event or something, uh, I would just kind of read through a previous event using a similar list. And yeah, it's uh, it, or if I know I'm playing against a certain army, I can go back and read it. Yeah, It's really useful and I think that it helped me get a bit better. So there you go. Anyway, my notebook's not here, so <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: well, you've just got me drinking cider. <laughs> it's all muscle memory, it will come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had the barbecue and there was a lot of them there. So that was, that was my point. There was there's you know not that many frost lords, but for a 24 man event, there was probably almost twenty maybe near twenty there that night before. Um yeah. having flo- having flown in from all around Norway, Oslo, Stavanger etc etc and driven in across as well some guys were driving sort of I don't know four five six hours to get there as well so Norway's a very long country my goodness
0: my god it's long I made the ridiculous statement uh, a couple of episodes ago that I'm closer to Tromso than I am to Glasgow oh how wrong I am I actually looked and I think I'm closer to uh, I'm closer to Algeria than I am to Tromso or something Um, so there you go Um, it's it's a long long country it took a lot of flights and hours, but it's it's definitely worth it. So there we go. We uh, we finished there, didn't we? And then we uh, we jumped a
1: taxi back. We were quite civilized. We were home. Yeah. As well. I don't I don't know. Uh, it was real.
0: It was really
1: reasonable. I think like, before midnight, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not long after Maybe. And then I started to We started to um, ah, yes. absorb, absorb a bit of Aidan Gillen Didn't we? Littlefinger <laughs> Or Baelish if you will um, Reading out Sun Tzu's Art of War This is this is my um, Way of getting to sleep uh, Just in general in life I put it's it on secret but, weapon. I've oh, been tell you. weapon. My life has been changed And then subconsciously You absorb the, the knowledge <laughs> um, One <laughs> one laying plans <laughs> <laughs> no it's phenomenal so i don't think scott ever heard beyond did, what did you hear <laughs> no you've you've no i you've no idea how many numbers there are have you no i did wake up one of the nights and i heard four <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, fuck, what I missed. this is crucial information
0: <laughs> no no it's all going in it's all going in <laughs> so we uh anyway we got up early enough we uh we jumped in a taxi again the next day with uh with Chris and and Bjorn Helge. um and we went over to see see we've got the names right as well now we, we got the name right this time yeah Bjorn Helge. um so anyway we we got a taxi over, um and then there's waffles with brown cheese which we thought they were winding oh, us up yeah, but they it's were a thing
1: stories of brown cheese this was uh, I think this was started on the Thursday night wasn't it so uh, Luca who you'll have heard on the the drunken podcast uh audio one and the thieves of fire slayers player and bjorn helga they turned up on the thursday night they found us in, a, in the bar um having t- messaged on twitter to, to, i think we put a tweet out with a, with a stupid selfie and then they, they found us so that was great <laughs> thanks guys it was good to <laughs> get, get yeah. introduced to to, to, to to yourselves and and to sort of lead us on our way but um yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So we're talking about brown cheese. They were, I'm sure it was started then, wasn't it? They were talking about it, saying oh, yeah, brown, I, brown we, cheese. We didn't think it was real. They, what? It's brown cheese? It sounds disgusting, but um, yeah, it's it's a Norwegian uh, thing. It's like sweet, isn't it? But it's nice. It's like it's like goat's cheese, but uh, flavored with some sort of what did they what did they say was in it? Uh, kind yeah. of. Like, I don't know what it is. It's something sweet, anyway. So it makes it kind of slightly more brown than you're used to seeing on a cheese, and <laughs> uh, and uh, slightly sweet as well. So I like it on a waffle. Uh, yeah,
0: I wanted to put a, a hot dog on my waffle as well, but people <laughs> frowned upon this and said that this wasn't wasn't normal. Badness. So yeah. So one day, one day we'll try it. Um. But yeah. So then it was uh the day one we had pre drawn missions. We had no realms, um, although you could use artifacts. Um we kind of went through the pack a while back. Um but there was a great assortment of secondaries which really kept things tight. And even if you lost, um which between us, spoiler, we did we did manage a loss or two. Um uh even though you lose, you can still score a maximum of twenty points. So a major win is twenty. And you can then get bonuses through your second to take you to twenty-five, whereas a minor win um, is fourteen, I think, or fifteen, and then you can you can get um, you could get uh, bonuses to, to cap you at twenty, but you could get up to a twenty cap even if you had a draw or a minor loss or a major loss, so you could you could really uh, just push for your secondaries and almost do as well as if you'd have got a
1: major a minor win. Yeah, so it was 20 for a major and you were capped at 25. Yeah. And then it was 12 for a minor win, 7 for a draw or a minor loss and 0 for a major loss, but you could increase those up to 20 through yeah. secondaries. So you could you could keep yourself in the hunt.
0: Yeah, it's good. And even things like finishing If you were the Time Lord and you finished all five turns, I think you got two points, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Which which makes a big difference. Um, So, yeah. uh, So, we we rocked up on uh, game one, and it was... Go on, enlighten us.
1: Game one was Total
0: Conquest. Total Conquest. So um, I can tell you first, if you want I'm, Go for it i'm here so i um and i feel really bad because despite the fact that as soon as the lists came out um the first thing that happened was everybody turned around and said what well, the bloody hells the, hunt- the hunting hounds what are these <laughs> so we all had to google what the scroll or pull it up uh, and there's a lot of back and forward about the hunting hound meta i, um, I genuinely never even
1: heard of yeah they were like
0: orion's old hounds weren't they yeah it's it's, it's like oh is this
1: is war scroll called that i would never never heard yeah
0: before. so it's 20 points and you get a hunting hound and what captain awful who was my opponent um he he had uh basically a gav bomb list with an ordinator and four ballistas so he also had some paladors. he had a nice little list um but he had the evocator gav bomb was the 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 teeth of it if you like but then he had um, the three hunting hounds. So he was something like 17 drops, I think, because he had the four ballistas. He had some skinks, the hounds, paladors, libs, 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 evocators, heralda, heralda, ordinator, sure heart. So the, the idea, what he spoke about when he was telling me about it, was the hunting hounds just ups the drops so that he can, he can uh, drop more in the sky and he can see where things are going and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he had a, he had a plan um and we 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 faced off and and i was the i think um it's fair to say that i am the first person to have ever um lost in a competitive tournament environment against hunting hounds so i didn't even manage to kill one um yeah it was a uh, it was good it, it was a bit swingy and i think the good thing about AOS is that there's, there's opportunities for anybody to win, and sometimes a priority role really does it, so, um, but yeah, um, I was, I was defeated, um, I ridiculously don't have my, um, my book, so I can't tell you the, the story of the, the, the game, but, um, but Martin... He was captain awful there so so thank you scott for the uh
1: for the reminder uh- <laughs> and and and, and, uh, and and thank you big chris for messaging me back so quickly <laughs>
0: i've just i've just messaged him there
1: <laughs> live
0: well done so no um he was a great guy um and i went i i got beaten so yeah i was uh I was uh, introduced to the Scandinavian meta. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to give a, a much more rounded and informative and insightful um, overview. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a, an interesting list. And I think that it was interesting having the Hounds. And the Hounds did well, he told me. Um, on my game, he managed to run one off the board because they're quite fast as well. And they're good for blocking for um, things like my uh, uh, my ambushing for Legion of knight um he uh he managed to screen off with the hounds and what I really did wrong was I I remember this now thinking about him screening I put all my grave sites on one side and my idea was I was gonna I was gonna take my two and then I was gonna sweep forward on the right I was gonna take his on the top right and then I was gonna come along the longboard edge and take his other one but it screened his left one, so I couldn't get any ambushes anywhere near it. So everything came on the right. And then my army was just too slow um, to get across. So I managed to hold my home one. Um, I didn't, I I started challenging for my left one, but I never put anything over to it. And so I I convincingly took one of his, but I, I just didn't have the speed. So yay, his hounds won through. And one of them even ran off my board for the line breaker and um, got him some bonus points, so he did well. I think he only had one game where where he where they got killed, uh, and I don't even know if they all got killed. I think that there was some Caridron Overlord shenanigans, and I think that there might have even been a little bit of a uh, a mistake with um, the deployment, and he'd put them in a place where he didn't think they could be shot, and then um, the the KO player disembarked. Um, I think afterwards they realised he'd disembarked too close, um, so unfortunately, the hound took her. Um, yeah, it, it took a salvo and, and didn't 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 survive. Uh, but no, that was me. That was my game one. I I, uh, I, I, I took a beating and, and hu- suitably humbled, I I went for my my build your own burger lunch and and started to uh, yeah stock up on the the protein.
1: How about you? So my. Game one. So this was this this was drawn on the on the Friday night, um, and they used the Best Coast Pairings app, which I'd not used before. So that was quite cool to see that in action. Yeah. Um, uh, and the draw Friday night, uh, I ended up playing a chap called Runa Runa Olson, who was the lovely gentleman, local Frost Lords uh, gamer, who had driven us in on the Friday night. So that was quite cool. Bit of banter straight away. It doesn't quite make up for the fact he took a Alinda though, did it, does it?
0: <laughs> so, so, yes. Oh, sorry, he was a nice guy. So was <laughs> a good has, man.
1: He had, uh, or had, yeah, Night, Night Haunt List. He had, uh, yeah, Lady Alinda, the fake mortarch of Grief, um, Guardian of Souls, Night of Shrouds on Steed, Dreadblade Harrow, Spirit Torment. So, lots of little heroes. Uh, he had a couple of units of 10 chain rafts, a couple of units of five hex wraiths, a 10 and two fives of blade geists, and two chain ghasts, and the black coach, uh, and the formation with the coach and the hex wraiths in it, Death Riders. So he had way more drops than me um, and lots of little units. And I'd actually played Nighthaunt once before in a very different list, lots of bigger units rather than lots of smaller units. So I wasn't, uh, wasn't super sure what would. Happened here. Um, uh, and he deployed a couple of things in the well whatever they do, whatever the ghosts call it in the sky in, in the realms. No, no, no. It's it's in the underworld, isn't it? Behind, or something? behind a closed door somewhere, I don't know. Yeah. Spooky, spooky ghost shit. But uh, so he had a linder and I think two fives of geists and the and the two chain guests, I think, tucked up his sleeve, so everything else was on the board. Um and I deployed quite heavy on the the kind of large side of my triangle with a nine and my terror geist and my regent kind of all in that sort of area and I had my my two so I had nine flares two two sets of three flares uh terror geist on terror geist sorry arch region and uh I had 20 ghouls as well um so I I put the kind of two sets of three flares in at the narrow end of the wedge to kind of keep an eye on that side and and the big punchy bit was my was just to push forward and, and just see what happens. And I was fairly confident I could deal with with, with little units of ghosts pretty quickly. But um Runa uh so I, I got first turn. I'm only like four drops, max of seven, so he was like double figures. So I got to set my stuff up and he he drip fed himself down. And I, I went first, I got my buffs up, I went forward. Um I actually went for the big charges down the side to to threaten his uh his little thin end of the wedge side of the board um and uh got my movement spell off so my flares are movement 18 got my um i, I didn't get the plus d3 attacks so i don't think i got my shields up spell the unholy vitality off so kind of tempered me a little bit but i thought ah oh, they're only small units i'll try and get in but i ended up failing both my charges so it was a kind of very quick turn one i was i was up in his grill but there was no fighting really and then he kind of uh, he says, "Oh, I'm quite. I, I like to. I like to push forward. I like to fight." I was like, oh, "Okay, let's, let's see how see how Nighthawn do then." <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Um, and he he made I think maybe three long charges, three or four long charges in his turn one. So you know, ten or more, or nine or more in the formation um, to get to fight in the combat phase, and then um, you know you you can keep fighting after that. So he he made. Three or four of those long charges turned one, so we were right into it straight away um and yeah, that was it. He sort of dominated my side, I dominated his side, and then we sort of swung across to to basically try and threaten each other's um better defended objectives um he was He was really unlucky in that he got my arch regent, who was kind of surrounded by twenty ghouls on my home sort of objective near the the thicker side of the the wider side of the deployment. He threatened that with his chain ghasts and some of his I think his units were maybe the 10 revenants so it was at least one unit of revenants there um, and they got in and they left him on one wound and I was like oh I really need to win this turn and, and then I can heal back and stuff and I, I did end up winning it and then I ended up actually it was his, oh, it was his um, sorry it was his Dreadblade uh, Harrow was in there his general as well so it was kind of general on general he was going for the cinematic kill for the extra secondaries as well got me down to one wound and I, I, I did a couple of wounds back and then I think I won the turn healed, healed back up I think I smacked up the unit and then he uh, I wounded his harrow back a bit more, didn't kill him and he ended up teleporting away. So the the Regent held that um, I think I think I'd, I ended up buffing the girls up as well with like plus two or three attacks so, so they're quite mince meat sorry, sorry, quite mincey when they're uh, uh, fighting sort of low uh, you know Single models is quite good for them to fight when they're buffed up they get loads of attacks so i kind of held that end his uh his black coach and the Linder had been assaulting the other side and they, they, they took it off. my nine swung across my terrorgeist um ended up dying to the black coach i think in the end but then blew up and then killed the black coach in return so it was a it was it was quite a a mad game lots of fighting um we were both sort of doing our movement shenanigans T- teleporting around and capturing objectives for more points and um he just did it a bit better than me in the end he, he had a bit more sleeve um and i kind of ran out, ran out of command points to do mine i was maybe too focused on fighting <laughs> rather than teleporting so um he ended up getting the major in that one so it was a really good game it was pr- it was pretty close um and yeah interesting little list actually he, 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 he's obviously played it a lot he's he said he hadn't played that much that recently, but he's obviously played that list before and probably quite a few times. So he he knew what he was doing with it, and um, yeah, it was a good fun game. Good, great start to it, um, and yeah, that, that was game one. So I was off. I started with a loss too. <laughs> so this is great start for
2: us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was good. And um, the thing was, you get there and you see it, and this looking at these opponents and and all the other people we played. It's it was a that st- size. Where you kind of got to talk to everybody that was there, yeah, yeah, and and you got to know everybody, and um,
1: it was, you know, there was a bar, there was food, it the was, good food, it was it great, was perfect size, it was really was perfect size, um, yeah, just the right number of people, and I think we said this, but it was beautifully set up as well. There was there was mats on every table, um, there was good scenery and lots of it, kind of almost like a little bit of themed tables sometimes as well. So my game one was not a big kind of uh what's the corn scenery the big sort of tower oh yeah the big yeah spi- it was the big,
0: it was that big big spiky dread fortress or whatever dread what dread it or
1: dreadholds yeah. yeah all that kind of scenery so there's a, there's like a big wall in it so there it was there's a lot of scenery on the table actually it looked amazing um, yeah uh, it would. Some armies were struggled with it. There was quite a lot of terrain on that on that board. I think you played on it later, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I I just fly over it, so it was fine. But and so did he. Yeah, <laughs> so we just we flies through it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but no, it was it was a really good one. And I mean, one thing you've got to say is that I mean, this is the northernmost Age of Sigma tournament in the world. It's like right up in the Arctic Circle. So if you've not played Warhammer there. You've not really played Warhammer,
1: have you? Have I mean you it's played Warhammer? Have you even played Warhammer?
0: Bra- I know. I know. I mean, I think for Age of Sigma, if you're gonna do it and you're gonna like it
1: and yeah. you're gonna
0: go to tournaments and travel to a few, if you don't go to this one, you've failed. So I think that more people should should give it a look in next year. Not too many. But not too many. More. <laughs> but more for sure. So there we go. So we we uh stocked up on the protein. Um we build don't. your own burgers with with cheese and uh I think that there was a little bag of green leaves, or a little <laughs> token nod at the uh, at the yeah. the fact that there are other foodstuffs out there. There are other food groups apart from protein. Yeah, we, we um,
1: breathe in some fresh Norwegian air
0: yeah. into our lungs. Yeah, the snow was coming down the mountain. The hail was coming from the sky. It was good. Uh, actually, it was quite a nice day. We ate outside, didn't we? Out on there's like a veranda overlooking the river and stuff, and the mountains are in front of you. So picturesque.
1: It almost, yeah, it was almost like a big beer garden at the back. It was perfect. Big barbecue, yeah. big table, big, all under a big hood, so you were you were sheltered, but you could you could still sort of see the the crazy, you know, the uh, the mountains in the distance and stuff. It was really nice.
0: Yeah. And so the draw was done, um, and I was drawn up against uh, the To Eric. Uh, and he had, if I remember right, he had the. In fact, I can just press a
1: press a button. But while I do, who who were you drawn against? So I ended up playing another Frost Lord, a uh, chap called Ula, spelt Ole which makes you think yeah. do, do we all say Ole Gun- Do we all like say a- Oli Gunnar Gunner- the wrong way? Because <laughs> they said Ula. Anyway, uh, Ula Falk. I think his last name is. Anyway, a lovely chap, and it was another Night Hunt army for me. Oh yeah, because you like the night hunt. So, so what
0: was the what was the mission?
1: So this was shifting <laughs> objectives, shifting objectives.
0: This is right, and they're all the new ones. They're all the yeah. twenty nineteen. So it was the um, so it was the long, the long ways. Yeah. So uh, that really helped me because um, uh, Eric or uh, well uh, we called him Lanes, but that was clearly not what everybody else yeah. who was Norwegian called him. Did they call him Lannis? Lannis, yeah. Um, which. Yeah, I thought Lanes was his surname, but I don't know. It's obviously uh, more refined. So anyway, he had uh, a Doombull of Corn as his general. Um, he had a blood Secretor, He had uh, two Slaughter Priests. Uh, one with Killing Frenzy and one with Bronze Flesh. 20 Bestigors, two Sixes of Bulgors, and then three Tens of Reavers. And he had a, the, a Gorgon. Now, the Gorgon was... Uh, 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 he was a hero throughout the weekend he was trying to eat as much as he could um and he's got the brass spoilers now the thing that he found and what he was struggling with was that to get all the buffs off you have to keep a really small bubble now um so what he was having to do was he had the best with bull on either side really with the characters tucked in behind um and He had to keep them in one big unit to get the best out of them. And because this was shifting objectives, it really stretched him. So it it went in my favour. Now, what I initially saw was that he had a Gorgon on a flank with a load of bulls. And what I thought was, well, if I ambush in, take out that Gorgon, and I've got four healthy Harbingers sat right in his back lines on the flank, it's gonna turn all the bulls' heads and they're all gonna charge into them. I'll time up for a couple of turns while I score points so I took first turn and i um i i basically i pushed up uh took the objective on my right i stuck the twen- the forty skellies on the middle one um and then i i i pulled some skeletons out of the grave onto the left one as well just ten. Um, and then I came on in ambush on my left with my necromancer, the Grave Guard, and the Harbingers. And I thought, right, that gorgon's having it. And the gorgon had eaten uh, a branch wraith and something else uh, the previous game. And he, you know, and Eric was uh, was telling me how hungry he was. And I was thinking, right, well, yeah. So anyway, I I I went charged in. I uh, got all four of my harbingers in. Um... I decided to leave the Necromancer and the grave guard back so that they could go in and and offer support to the Ten Skeletons so that I could maybe hold it for three turns at best. Um, And the Harbingers went in, and the Harbingers did just nine wounds, like all four of them. And then he turned around, this Gorgon, he punched one Harbinger and killed it. So he did six wounds. And then he ate another one, because he has to roll a dice, and if he gets equal to or greater to the wounds, uh, he eats it. So he just, he just um,
1: punched one. How many one, wounds have they got? Six. Oh, right, so he, he punched six. one, and then he
0: just rolled the six and <laughs> another one. So suddenly, my, my big 400-point my big unit that I was going to throw in to shake things up was sat with just two models. And I was thinking, ah, this couldn't be bad. <laughs> Um But yeah, it, it played out, and um he could never contest my right-hand objective just because I had my knights and some skeletons, and he only had reavers, and they soon died. In the middle, there was a, a an almighty fight between bestigos and skeletons and, and all sorts of stuff, the zombie dragon, and things happened, stuff died. He did hold it, but the way the priority went, uh, the the primary objective, where the, the points were. Um, it Ultimately, it came down to a couple of things. Uh, one thing was that his his bulls couldn't kill my Graveguard. They kept coming back, and he just didn't seem to be able to get through them. That Legion and Night extra save really helps. Um, and he was one model, just one wound off being able to capture an objective, and he'd have won if he'd have got that. Um, but he couldn't quite do it. Uh, and in the end um i managed to squeak a major victory so it was a really good fun game and the gorgon had gone on um after eating my uh harbinger he went on and ate my necromancer as well uh, and in future games he ate a boat in his third game didn't he, he a, a frigate <laughs> or a gun haul or something so so that was good fun he it was, didn't actually it was
1: just a, a gunhole. i got
0: <laughs> well he didn't eat it he just he, he destroyed it with his mouth attack so we classed yeah. it as eating it um But yeah, so it was a it was a glorious day for the Gorgon of Corn or the Corgon—I don't know what you call (laughs) them—but that was me. So I I managed to uh, max out on the um, did I get twenty? I might have got twenty-four points. Um, But yeah, it was. uh, I need need to say as well in my first game, despite getting the major loss, I scored thirteen points, which was pretty pretty good. Um, But in this one. Um I scored 22 points, so
1: um yeah, it was okay. And how did your game go? So the uh, this was against, like we said, Ule and his night Hunt. Um he had just quit, his list was was, was very different to, to Runa's. He had um well, top four probably the same. Night of Ethereal Steed, he had Alinder again, on so a second game against the fake mortar. Um Guardian of Souls, Nightmare Lantern, and a Spirit Torment. But then his the rest of his units were three times six spirit hosts, a three of spirit hosts, ten hex wraiths, and a mourn goal. So very different. Um uh, and again i i actually played against a, a pre-night haunt book list like this. Uh at Heat 2 the year before. Uh, last i before so 2018 so it was lots of spirit hosts um so i sort of knew what they did but um yeah so it was a no 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 formation for him no extra command points so yeah maybe not the sort of most tuned hyper list but it was uh it was still there to be played against Lo- lovely chap again my second frost lord out of two so that was nice and <clears throat> again i get first turn uh and i just went for it i just pushed forward onto all three objectives i had my uh my two times three flares on the right hand side, which was the primary objective turn one, so I captured that. I had the 20 ghouls in the middle with the arch regent sort of up as far as he could and still be close to my throne turn one for his summoning. Um, and the terror geist sort of right up the middle as well. And on the left, my left hand side, I had my unit of nine flares and my courtier just sitting on that one as well. Um, I brought in my free summoning and my command point summoning as well early. And just put them on the left flank, so three more flares and a varg, just to just to threaten him. And I pushed the terrorgeist right into the middle of him, um, just to just to put him in there. He had, I think, he had his spell up. Um, he's he's minus one to hit from his um, griff feather charm. So I thought, just launch him in there. I think I give him plus attacks as well. So I, I must have got him buffed up pretty well to launch him in. I've, I've not made notes on this, unfortunately, because I'm, I'm a poor war gamer. Um, but basically, launched him in there. I scored five points, turn one, and just started munching through his stuff with the Terrorgeist. He, uh, he sort of, um, now was it bait? Probably. I hadn't sort of maybe uh, thought of it myself as complete bait, but I was scoring everything else, and he's a big, he's a big dirty hammer. So I, launching him into the middle of his army probably was a little bit of bait, um, and he, and he, he certainly went for it. <laughs> and I think partway through turn two or three, he said, "Ah." did you use this Terrorgeist as bait? Because <laughs> it, it certainly worked. <laughs> he was he was focusing all his uh, all his work on that whilst kind of <clears throat> putting his, he had more of his units on his, on my left side, on his right, uh, to threaten the kind of nine flares. So I was like, well, that's happy. I'm happy with that. They can they can certainly hold their own there. But it was quite a grindy fight in the end. You know, his spirit hosts come back quite a lot from his healing um, abilities, from his characters, my flares, also, come back quite easily. Meanwhile, I'm sitting all three objectives for maybe the first three turns. I can't remember. It was I mean it was game over by then because he had no points. Um, he might have scored one of them in turn three, but the primary objective sat on the right, my right hand side, for two turns, and he kind of bugged out and focused on the other side. So it was it was kind of a non game in that sense. It was it was basically game over from almost turn one. To be honest, it was. Uh, Kind of one of those games where maybe you feel a little bit bad doing last. Well, I feel a bit bad doing that. <laughs> um you know nothing went right for him. Uh, but nothing could really go right for him, if you know what I mean. It was it was kinda of, it was kind of really hard to lose from from my side of things. Um the way I'd pushed myself forward. because um, I'm so quick I can just get onto everything turn one and the terror geist died but he'd done his job by then and then the rest of them just and then just pushed forward with even more. Uh, and just locked him out basically so um so yeah I, I got the major win on that one i got max points um through the various secondaries he ended up i think maybe just like two or three points off me so um actually i think he got something off the board that's what he was he he, he concentrated and i uh i ignored it basically um he got one of his units off the board so he got a couple of points for that and um but a good game Love the chap um and that was my, yeah, that was my two games, two, two Nighthawk games. I was ready to play something else for game three. If you were lucky.
0: <laughs> so what was game three? What was
1: the mission? So game three was Scorched
0: Earth. Scorched Earth. And at this point, the, um, the whiskey was flowing.
1: Uh, yes, there was a few beers had, um, <laughs> starting to loosen up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we were warming up. We were, we were, we were submarineing nicely. Yeah,
0: it looked good. So I was against um, Lars Jorgendahl, Uh And Lars had a... He was a really nice lad as well. He had um, what ended up getting the best army. Um, it was the Deakin oh, yes. army. And it was a really nice-looking army. Um, it was a Domhain uh enclave. He had Voltornos as the general. He had... Uh, the Eidolon, uh, the aspect of the storm, which was really nice, sort of converted up gene stealer looking thing. It was quite nice. Um, sort of like with a big long spear, like on some Azerite ruin type thing. It looked really nice. Um, he had a Soul Scryer and a Tidecaster. Uh, he had two threes of the Ishlian Guard, a six and a three of the Morsar Guard. Uh, 10 thralls, 10 thralls and he had the palisade Um, and it was the let's go burn things so I I had to fear because he could bring things on in ambush Um, so I I, what I did what I'd never done before really was I I spread my unit of 40 between the rear two objectives um, making it so that nothing could come on in a in the back third of the board pretty much or the back quarter of the board and then I put two tens of skeletons on the other two as far back as I could and then I put my knights my white king and my um, uh, zombie dragon in the middle and then in ambush I think I put the grave guard the necromancer and the uh, harbingers which I tend to do quite a lot Um, and then yeah we we played um it looked horrendous for me for a while he he came in he smashed stuff, but he just couldn't kill my skeletons. They were so resilient um once he wasn't charging and he didn't have rend um my my skeletons were were just and my gravesite placement was such that they were coming back, so he just seemed to be getting my skeleton units down to three, and then they'd all just come back so um, I just kept reclaiming, uh, yeah, I just kept doing, and then my uh, my Vampire Lord, yeah, I think he came into my Vampire Lord with all his eels, he brought them all on to kill him, um, he didn't manage to kill him, I did some ridiculous rolling, he survived and just ate all the eels, and um, then the White King and the Knights basically went around uh, taking and burning objectives, um, so in the end, it was quite close in terms of points, but it really started to tell where once he'd lost a few bodies and a few models, the, the thralls died quite quick um, to the knights. Um, and the once the eels started to dwindle, he ended up with just his characters. And when you've just got your characters, you can't really contest objectives. So um, unfortunately for, uh, for Lazi... Yeah, he he took the major loss, and and I uh I took I maxed out at twenty five points.
1: How about yourself, sir? So my uh, game three, uh, this was against Petter, uh, Peter, Peter Garval, I think his name was. Um, basically, so it was a corn army. Uh, and this was kind of Eric's the <laughs> army, Mark two, um, so an extension of his. Massive corn army, basically. So a, a subset, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah helped me, because that was his summoning pool. <laughs>
0: <What> was it? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't have any summoning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So this was a kind of Bloodthirster-heavy. Really cool list, actually. Um, so Reapers of Vengeance, Scarbrand, in there, uh, Wrath of Corn, Bloodthirster is the general, Bloodthirster of Insensate Rage, Scar Blood, Wrath, a, a Slaughter Priest, 30 blood letters, two times five flesh hounds, five wrathmongers and the wrath axe um, judgment thing. No formations. Um, speaking to Petter before it, he says he's a he's a 40k player kind of by trade. Uh, only kind of recently got into a wee bit of AOS um, having kind of got friendly with Eric and co. And... Um, I think through their through their partners or something. I'm not kind of really exactly sure. But anyway, so he was he was coming along to to, to play the tournament, um, get a bit more of AOS, it sounded like, and Lovely Chap. Um and this was uh Scorched Earth, wasn't it we said already? So this was the new version which I'd not played, the kind of long uh short uh, board edge way so you're playing deep and narrow um with four objectives in each each territory. So not played this before, but this was. Uh, I knew that this would be a smashy game. We we we, <laughs> we kind of lined up on the line, more or less, with a little bit of defensive stuff um, at the back. I I sort of twenty goals and a regent, and uh, I left my my, my back right, um, kind of objective empty. Regent right in the middle, uh, ghouls back left. I had my flares on the front line um, sort of, and the Terrorgeist as well, so I was kind of more heavily slanted on one side um, the nine and the Terrorgeist on one side and a three on uh, the other side and the other three sort of in the middle um, he again went heavy on that side, he had Scarbrand and his uh, I think it was the Wrath of Corn Thirster on, on that same side kind of blood letters in the middle, his other Thirster kind of on the right hand side um, and the Uh, the Rathmunger sort of in the middle, his flesh hounds were sort of marking his back uh, objectives there so um, I got first turn again, so no formation I again outdropped my opponent, so again took first turn, buffed myself up and and just launched myself in, I thought I I need to take care of Scarbrand here because I've not really played against him for a long long time and I know he's got better, I know he can do dirty things if he starts rolling those sixes or whatever, so so I thought right I I need to kill him it might cost me a tire, guys. It might cost me some flares, but so be it. Um, I've got to take him out. Uh, so got into him um, and killed him. Turn one, that was fine. Uh, I think I did a few wounds to the sort of so that were next to him, and uh, I don't think I engaged the bloodthirster that was next to him either. I think I kept out of his way first of all. Um, so a decent start for me. Got, got one of them, scored some points. Um, he sort of then had the counterattack. Pretty sure he killed the. Um, Actually, I think I might have left Terrorgeist back in him with the nine flares. So he, he started laying into my nine flares. Um, I had my Terrorgeist kind of as a second wave. He ended up taking out the Bloodthirster on that side. So I, I took care of that 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 side of things pretty quickly. My nine flares died. You know, the the buffed up blood letters and kind can took care of them, which was fine. That was a, that was the whole point of it. And I don't think I got many of them back healing. Meanwhile, he started to threaten my right side with his big axe. Insensate Rage. Like I think it's the Insensiate Rage, isn't it? This one, big double-handed axe one. Bloodthirster. And he was going towards my soft pickings of uh, three flares and, and twenty ghouls. So he he took care of them pretty quickly. Um so we both kind of reached round into each other into the other's right-hand uh, flank. And basically it, after that it was a really fun game of almost everything dying and everything, all the objectives got burned. Um and I think I just rolled a little bit better. He he did. A, he had. Uh, I think I rolled like four. For, I burned two of his in one turn. I think I rolled four or five for it. Um, he then burned two of mine in his turn. I think I'm sure he rolled like double one or something for it. So he only got two. So it kind of put me up. Um, I think I was 18 up uh, at the end, maximum I could score. And he had a last last sort of turn. Hail Mary he could do. He he, he did a bit kind of a slash thing on me, and then he summoned another bloodthirster in because lots of units died um from his other bloodthirster so he had something two bloodthirsters deep in my uh my rear territory so <laughs> that that was all my stuff done for getting burned but i was deep into his territory killing hounds and burning his stuff so uh his, his last hail mary he had he had to get the double turn uh into turn five and he had to then get to my objective the last one and he had to roll a three to burn it uh so he, first of all, he he did get a double turn. <laughs> he did manage to get into the the last objective, and he did roll a three. So it was a kind of cool, uh, fun ending to. It. We're sort of both cheering. Um, he'd, I think I even suggested to him that this, this is how you can do it. So I was kind of, you know, I wasn't playing cold blooded uh, Warhammer here. And I was playing game three, I'm having a good having a good time here, um, and I've probably won it, but I might not, and this might be the. know this might draw it in the end so and it did i think it was 18 18 in the end following his three his three points for the final objective um so we drew it on um scenario points i think I, i i ended up killing 90 or 100 points more than him so i got the minor victory um topped up with some secondaries i can't remember what i got out of it total but it was a it was a cracking game almost everything died which is which is what i like um in a game of Warhammer, it's always they're always the good fun games. Uh almost snuck the major, but he uh he turned it around at the very end to, to just be a minor. So but that was two wins out of three, day one, so I was I was happy. There was there was beers flowing at this point. Yes. And that was all good.
0: Yeah, and we we um we stayed there for the evening. They did do the draw. So we found out that game four, which was um uh, which was going to take place the next morning. Uh, I was going to be up against the Iron Jaws, a guy called niao or Niall, as I called him, <laughs> uh, butchering his name, uh, but Nial, Um And you,
1: you took one of the ones I really had been hoping to don. Well, well, I was kind of hoping to play, as actually before the tournament, and end up speaking to him at the event because obviously you, 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 you kind of uh, navigate towards your fellow faction players and this was the gristle gore player sebastian um, yeah who'd been doing pretty he obviously knew his army he, from chatting to him he knew his, he, he knew what he was doing and uh he must have ended up on two wins as well um day one so he was like oh i hope I play you hopefully you and i think the,
0: people... the fire slayers had beaten him hadn't they oh that's right i think that's what it was so that he was playing catch up but that's he right. was a strong army it was like four Theragist
1: was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come on to it. I'll come on to it in a second. But um so he was. He's like, "Oh, I'll play you. I'll play you." And then about half an hour later, the drummer he's like, "Yes!" So I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool. Better Gristle Gore first thing on a, on a Sunday morning. What's worse? What could be worse than that?"
2: Yeah.
0: So we uh we we stayed. We drank. We ran out of whiskey. We drank Irish whiskey, I think. And... Well, but,
1: but, but before that, there was the the evening's entertainment. Oh yeah, there was the quiz and there was beard, pizzas, funny, yeah. phenomenal yeah. pizzas. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. there was strange pizzas, toppings I'd never considered before, and boxes <laughs> that you wouldn't think. But it all worked, and it, it was does good. Work. so. Yeah. When in Rome, or when in Tromso.
1: when in Paris. So, yeah, um, and so we There was a there was a quiz for we all got into kind of like four or five teams, um, and, and and it was Alex, wasn't it? Um, Alexander Nigard Nigard N- I think it's Nigord
0: Nigord Nigord I think it was because we were butchering it as Nigard <laughs> which was wrong on both both syllables so mm. um yes so the the Fjord Hammer um podcast host and reigning king of the north champion reigning king of the north with Nagash. Nagash, player we had Nagash with him um, Another one I wanted to dodge, so I'd gone, I didn't realize what what the prizes were, and I thought, oh, I'd be happy with a best death and then I saw the lists, and I thought, oh Christ, I'm not gonna get a best death with the uh, with the Nagash list and the um the the gristle go but, um yeah, so so Alex did the quiz, didn't he, which was good, and it was an it was, English, very good. It was thank
1: like very much, yeah, and it was like twenty questions or something it was quite extensive yeah. he'd he'd done his prep on it there was there was lower questions, there was kind of. General knowledge war scroll, what's this refer to? Questions there was kind of like maths questions in there or something. Yeah, it's it like, it's like,
0: God, it was god. stats, wasn't it? It was what percentage chance have you got to, and we yeah. JP, our uh, stats. Oh, god, he. yeah, your laptop, yeah, there was lower up.
1: questions, there was, there was lots it was of things. Good. Yeah. I think
0: we came second as well, didn't we?
1: We did, we did, Run us up,
0: so that was good. Um, no, it was a good night, and then there was a, a Warhammer Underworlds tournament going on. It was probably underplayed.
1: Yeah, like there was only saying. maybe like six or yeah. six or eight people playing. I think everyone was kind of chilling out by that point. Um Yeah. And we ended up getting
0: loads of swag. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was good. There was we were winners. Everyone's a winner. So we've yeah. got some some Underworld swag swag. Yep. So that was nice um, Which came in handy for me Because I'd forgotten my grave sites So I was having to use my objective markers as grave sites uh, But then we got some little I don't know Tokens from yeah, Warhammer Underworlds, And I used those as grave sites instead It's the kind of Faction specific uh, Activation yeah. tokens Yeah, So that was good Um, And it was quite It wasn't ridiculously late It wasn't like a tournament in Scotland Where Yeah you're out until four thirty in the morning. God, um, maybe maybe you are. Yeah, and feeling like death the next day. Um, we we uh, we went to we retired at a reasonable hour again. We were probably in in bed before one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was not good. sober,
1: but not not
0: utterly wasted. No, I mean we've it's been at nicely, it all day. Basically drunk. I think we started at No, I didn't start too early. Actually, I think I probably started about eleven, but there were some boys there uh, with the waffles they were having beers, weren't they? Uh, (laughs) At at like nine a.m. So yeah, I think Eric
1: got started early. Doors, didn't he? He was yeah, uh, so to enjoy his weekend. Yes. So yeah, so um, So going into day two, there was was uh, well, there was so let's think there was probably up at the top end, up at the business end, there was the Fire Slayers Luca, there was Big Chris and his daughters. Yeah, there was the Spider player, the Gitz player. Yeah, um, Steen. Uh, there was well, you were up there. You were you were on two wins, uh, only two. Uh, yeah, I think that Nagash on, was up there. Who was on three wins? I can't even think. Anyways, a few, a few sort of few uh, players you think player. could be up there. Oh, that's right. Oi, was it Oyvind? There was uh, yeah, because he guys. played
0: Fire Slayers in Game Four. Well, that's and actually, right. came he down next. to Turn Five priority.
1: He was next to us in the in yeah. the wee shed outside. So, yeah. So there was some good lists up there. There was some guys with the, who obviously played their own lists a lot. So it was nice to see that it wasn't just the kind of. And it's net worth list pointing itself. out that the, the way that it works there
0: is that if you're in the top four in one of the regional yeah. tournaments, um, you qualify for the Norwegian Masters. So there were quite a few people there who were hoping to get in the top four. So that they yeah, get they the were right, weren't they?
1: They were there for a reason. They, they don't have an official rankings sort of thing. Norway yet, so they run it. Uh, yeah, like you say, top four from each event, and if you obviously top four unique, so you, you qualify once, and then it, it rolls down. If you qualify twice, it rolls down to the person, and you know, below you in one of those events. So it's uh, yeah. So, so their masters is oh, I can't, but they told me when, when it was, is it February or something? Or anyway, can't remember. Yeah. So game four, this was four. blood and glory it was so there was
0: the chance of the the quick game Mm. so that you could have a power nap before um (laughs) before lunch and and game five so people were sore heads but we were all right we were i was in i was on pretty good form i'd I'd double diarolighted the night before so i'd I'd, uh double dipped and i was yeah i was uh... working as close to hundred percent as I ever had
1: been on day yeah. two tournament. I think had some uh, had some brown cheese and waffle and some lots of coffee. Yeah, so we did. <laughs> ready to go. It was good. It was it's phenomenal. Such
0: an experience. So I was against Nyal, Nyal had um, I'm sorry if I'm getting your name wrong, mate. Uh, but Nyal had the jars. Um, hang on, my machine's neglecting to open the list. Oh. Cop knocker anyway it was a jaws list um it had uh some grunters as you'd expect he had the uh, he had the the one with that you could free move and he had he had the uh um he had the, the ma crusher general which was on the three up save with the ethereal amulet so it was like a mirror with my um with my zombie dragon uh he had some brutes uh a few units of hard boys, um the chanters, the uh the, the shaman. So it was it was what you'd expect. And we had it was the one where from turn three you can auto win. So what we ended up doing was um he was a one drop. So I uh I decided, well, okay, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna well Leaving with the decision, so I put my stuff in ambush as I normally do. I uh, I got myself ready to go, and he he passed it to me, and all I did was cast Mystic Shield, and then turned it over. He first like oh, so he just stacked the um command points. He was on commanding scenery, so he was getting two command points a turn. Uh, he banked his command points as the the orcs started to stamp the feet slowly. Turn two came. Um, He gave it to me again Uh, Or I might have won it Uh, However it went Anyway um, We we just kept He kept banking the command points I kept casting Mystic Shield Um, And then on turn 4 He got priority And he decided now was the time to act So um, So turn 4 He did 7 WARS Ouch he he bubbled it all. It was back when um in the the pre the new book. So each war is extra attacks. So everybody was absolutely all the orcs had been trembling and shaking and shouting and banging the shields and then suddenly wow they all came at me. And they hit my lines and I thought I'm gonna have absolutely nothing left here. Um he came in, his more crusher smashed forty skeletons off. Um his hard boys hit my I'd screened quite cleverly on my right on my right objective. So all he could do was kill the screen, which allowed the grave Guard to then pile into them. And well, we know that grave guard are good. Especially in Legion of Night in their own territory. So I weathered the initial storm. My left flank just crumpled. Um, so he had it with his Maw Crusher. Um, he had his two. I thought, right, okay, so I had to act. So um, thankfully I'd been banking command points too. Uh, so I just re-summoned the 30 skeletons and charged them back into the Maw Crusher, the 40 skeletons, sorry. I brought my Harbingers and my Necromancer from Ambush and I, I made the play. And if I'd have got the charge, I think I'd have done all right. I failed the charge, um, anyway, uh, and I'd uh, ridiculously I'd done well. Anyway, I, there was no there was no chance of a re-roll for some reason. I'd done something daft. Um, I weathered the storm with the the odd boys, and then my my grave guard just cut them up. He failed. It failed a charge with his gore as so. I I resummoned my screens, um, uh, and got ready, and then I I pushed my black knights. I just charged them towards one of his objectives because I thought, well, I can, if I can, my just take that one if I can sneak it, and my black knights take the other one. Um, I've got all four it because anyway, but then he got priority. And he had to take it, really. Um, uh, but uh, in the end, it was a minor—a minor to myself. He he couldn't kill the skeletons. I retreated out, and I, I still held that one. Um, I also had um, my other objective was fine. Uh, he'd retreated his gore grunters and tried to take out my knights. My knights just. Uh, regenerated back up retreated and took his objective so in the end I had three objectives to his one um, so I got the minor victory uh, we did fight the generals against each other to see what had happened um, and the the vampire lord killed killed the the more crusher unfortunately they'd spent themselves when they they spent all the wars and then they really struggled because he was off the command and he didn't really have that first hit was phenomenal, but then after that, um, yeah, they were they were spent. So <laughs> I ended up. I think I would have got twenty four points, but it was capped at twenty. So I ended up getting twenty. But he did well as well. I think he ended up. Lars, um, how many did he get? I think it should be on the. It should be on the thing. Yes, I think he got about fourteen or something like that. Um, so yeah, it was. By no means a walkover. Um, so yeah, you got fourteen. So it was twenty fourteen, um, and yeah, it was a very quick game uh, because we didn't really do anything until turn four. So there you go. I got I, I snuck a major, and then I I was concerned because I felt I was either going to go against Sebastian, depending on how you went with him, or I was going to go against um, Nagash or I was going to go against the Fire Slayers even. Well, no, I I watched the end of his game and I couldn't go against Fire Slayers because he snuck a major. Um, But it it was either going to be Sebastian, Nagash, or Daughters, or something else. And to be honest, I didn't want to fight any of those things. (laughs) So I was hoping for you to sneak a win so that we could fight game five. (laughs) Never hope for me to win.
1: Never pin your hopes on that.
0: So so, uh, how how did the um the gristle gore the skin?
1: Oh, well, it? it was a it was a really interesting game. Uh, i would not played against this type of gristle gore before. So he had proper monster gristle gore. Yeah, um, arch regent, um, Ghoul king on foot, Ghoul king on terror geist. So three heroes, and then three gristle gore royal terror This is this is battle line um, in the in the royal menagerie. So uh, let's see one two three. Uh, is he four drops as well, actually? I think that's what we, we established. Yeah, he was, because I, I won the roll-off, so that was, that was a crucial sort of first gambit. He also has a couple of endless spells, Chalice and uh, Palisades in there, so um, so yeah, interesting list, and he uh, I, I, I won the roll-off for deployment, so I knew I was going first. Um, so I, I sort of did my usual kept things fairly tight, unit a nine close to the, the region, and the geist sort of near them. Um, I had twenty ghouls on my left objective, and the sort of flares on the centre and the right. With my geist on the right, sort of back a bit as well, so he was kind of screened a wee bit in case something crazy happened. Um, he interestingly kept it very tight and kind of did a sort of refused to flank on basically, and had he completely ignored his his back, his back right objective so. The one on my left facing facing my twenty ghouls and got his four dragons down and his two foot heroes down on the kind of corner there. There was there was a bit of arcane in there as well. There might have been a commanding in there as well. So it wasn't a, you know, it was a calculated thing as well, and keeping things tight, that was obviously his that was obviously his tactic as well, and just to just to push forward as one and overwhelm me. Um, with his fighting twice, terror geists uh, fighting when they die, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I went first. I buffed myself up. I didn't. Don't think I got any charges, and they were quite long charges anyway. So uh, just kind of offered a few things to him to see what he would. I think I pushed one of the units a three, quite quite far forward and. I think they put the plus D3 attacks on them just to see if you would take some bait and <laughs> go for the small unit. <laughs> We'd kind of talk to somebody I've talked this. was, talking about, was it you or so I've talked about it with somebody and, and they're like, Oh yeah, see if you can uh, see if you can bait out the oh, because his, his general's got double garon cloak. That's that was an extra bit of filth in there. So the, the Gristle Gore Ghoul King on Terror with double garon Cloak. So classic kind of filthy build. And I was like, ah oh, see, see if you can bait the cloak out. Actually it was, it was Big Chris, that's who it was he was talking about it. He's like, ah, oh, see if you can bait the cloak out, and then you know, you see if you've got a chance. Um, which didn't quite work, He's, he knew what he was doing he wasn't He wasn't falling for my shoddy parlor tricks um, and yeah he just started uh, basically got into my unit of nine uh, fairly quick and he, he knew he had to kill them um, I took out one of his dragons fairly quick, then his kind of mad stuff kind of took over um, c- killing my flares but I still had I still had my bottom left covered with ghouls. There was nothing near them. I summoned three flares on and pushed them towards the unguarded ob- his unguarded objective. So I was I was kind of in possession of that or almost in possession of that. Um, I still had my bottom right objective. Okay, there was a lot of dead flares, but I had my regent there by that point. I had a Virgo who'd come on on that side to uh, actually no, I'd summoned the flares on that side and I pushed one of the units of three sort of uh, from the middle of my deployment right up to his his empty objective on, on my left. Um and so it came down to so I got priority I think turn one, two, three. It came at turn three. So this is this is the big turn when things can can go quickly or not. Uh, and I actually had a punt for a win. Um uh so what my 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 plan was I had my goals covering my objective I had a region at least Maybe the courtier at that, but I think he was still alive on, on my bottom right in my deployment. I didn't have command points, having not done anything crazy with them yet, to teleport my uh, Vargulf, who was kind of sitting on his own, having had his flares wiped out by a terrorgeist. So he was sort of sitting mid-table doing nothing, about to get killed. So I teleported him to the other objective as well, just to support those three flares. Um and the final thing I did, and it was my I only had one command point at this point. Actually I think I had two. Uh I teleported my general uh sorry, not my general. He was the regent My general was a terrorgeist. He'd left a big enough space in his corner where he deployed but moved subsequently moved forward. He had ten ghouls he'd summoned on to his objective. Um and that was the fourth objective for me to hold and I'd have won the game. So I teleported the moves 9 inches away from the 10 ghouls holding it. There was a ghoul king on foot nearby as well. So basically I had a 9-inch charge, the reroll to get in. I wouldn't have had any um, fighting twice. Or I might have done it had I made the charge the first time. So I rolled like less than 9. So I was like, oh, damn it, I'm not fighting twice if I get in. So had I rolled a 9 or more to get in, I was fighting twice. i definitely won that game turn 3 because I'd wiped out 10 ghouls and a ghoul king no problem at all. <clears throat> I think he was buffed a wee bit as well, so he he definitely had like at least plus one or two attacks. So there's plenty of damage output from the from Terror Uh did the re-roll and failed again. So I was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> that's that. I've not won turn three. I had a decent punt at it. It was quite quite you know, that's blister skin for you. There's there's plenty of movement in there and shenanigans. He he was still kind of camped in one or two quarters, nowhere near my stuff at this point. But he said to me, he says, Oh, you could have uh you had a better move to win the game. And I was like, what? I said, I'll tell you at the end because you can maybe still do it to me. I'm like, what? I, I, I can't see it. <laughs> I like, Mind games, damn you. Um, he's like, yeah, it was, uh, I was worried you'd see it. and uh, So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you at the end. Um, I was like, all right. And I, I spent ages looking at it, even during his turn as he was doing I was like, what, what is it? I can't see it. I can't see it. Anyway, we'll come to that at the end. But uh, His, he kept going and he got his, uh, Basically, by this point, I was so spread out. He killed my my Terrorgeist guy with his um, his Terrorgeists, one or two, I can't remember which one it was now. He'd sent one over towards my, um, down to my region and uh, courtier, just two little heroes. So they died pretty quickly. Um, and then he started pushing across the board to the other two. He had 20 ghouls he'd brought on. they were now in amongst the, his other objective where I had my three flares and So there was a decent fire going on there. You know, I could have ground it out had, had things gone a bit better. Um, and that left my poor 20 unguarded ghouls just facing a, a terror guy running towards them as well. It might even be the general. I think it was. So they had no chance. So he was, he, was, he was now on for the minor. My chance of the major had gone. He still had a chance for the major. It wasn't looking particularly likely. But we're sitting talking about it again, one of these sort of semi friendly competitive games. Well, certainly I was being quite friendly about it. Um, where he's like, Well, he says, I think there's I think there's something left I could do. I says, Yeah, I think there is. Um comes out of turn five, he had to roll a double six charge for one of his terror guys. Um I think he had to get the running the, the, the spectral host off as well, so he was running and charging to get right across the diagonal into one of my objectives he'd left behind. Um or he hadn't scored yet. Uh, so basically, it came down to a double six charge. He uh, <laughs> he covered his face and rolled his dice, and it was double six came up, and I was like, "Oh!" Um, so that was it. Turn five, major win on blood and glory. Thanks for a double six charge from, <laughs> from Dirty gristle Gore. Um, but really good game. Uh, love the chap. He, he knew his army well. He knew my army well. Anyway. He, he had his eye on it. Obviously, He'd, they'd seen that <laughs> You were saying as well. They'd, they'd seen the lists coming. Like, oh, who are these guys? And like, nah, don't worry. It's it's, it's only us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not to worry about. It. Oh, they, he, they thought uh, you were uh, bringing the A game up.
0: Him and yeah. uh, Alex had said that they'd looked at your list and thought, oh, this is filth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they they were, they were very wary, but then they've <laughs> met you and they thought, oh
1: no, it's okay. Is <laughs> a good guy. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Amber alert. Amber alert. Um, so then he told me what the what the play was, and at the time I thought, oh, I saw, yeah, you're right. But I, I've been thinking about it. I think I thought about the flight home. As it turns out, anyway, his he play was about it every night. I was thinking, <laughs> I must solve this. I must prove <laughs> this. Um So instead of teleporting the 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 Varg to there, what he suggested was I could have teleported the my twenty ghouls up to his back objective and just. Where where he had his ghouls, my twenty bodies outnumbered his eleven. Didn't need to, didn't need to fight them. I could have been in range of I think I think in range of the objective. Um, and then teleport the varg back to there, and you know move things around in a different order. However, I then worked out you can't teleport for free things that can't fly. Ah. It's only things that can fly. So you can make them fly by casting the spectral host spell. Right. So I could, I've, if I want to teleport ghouls, you've got to make them fly. Uh-huh. So, if, if, if thing in mind, so I couldn't teleport my Arch region or my ghouls, um, which I didn't know about, I just, and I never tried to do it, but it wasn't until I was thinking about later. It, it was like, no, no, I, I couldn't have done that um, to win it. So that that was <laughs> at least satisfying. I'd, I'd gone about it the right way and my way, and it nearly worked, but it just failed a, a rerollable nine inch charge. So anyway, there we go. So I was on uh, two, two, major two now, two and two, yeah, two and two, not bad. And I was on
0: three and one. Yay. And I was watching things come in and I was concerned. Um and as I say, the the Fire Slayers player, what happened was he was on for a minor, uh, but then he won a priority. He managed to do some shenanigans and just retreat out of combat um and burn the objectives basically. Uh so so he took the major, um, which meant that he was he was too many points ahead, and it the way it cascaded down um, was that that I then ended up playing Big Chris um, with his daughters, and uh, the last the last game was the focal points, and I remember. Um, but who did you get?
1: So I had uh, Matthias, my uh, another one of the Frost Lord guys, Stormcast Army. Um, I'm just. I'll let you go first if you've got.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. So, so Big Chris, um now he had uh, a Slaughter Queen on Cauldron uh, for his general um, with the Doppelganger Cloak, um, Matter Sacrifice, a Hag Queen with the Circlet and Catechism, um, Marathi, and a Night Encanter for the Auto Dispel, basically. Uh, 10 Sisters, 10 Sisters, 30 Witches, 5 Canaries. Five uh five heart renders, five heart renders. It was a slaughter troop and there was the pendulum. So he um I outdropped him. I I'd learned from um the last focal points game that it's just not worth ambushing because you're too too wide and harbingers are only movement nine, so to try and get them into the game it just takes too many turns if you're going to ambush because you, you're bringing them on too too far away. So I thought, right, and I put everything on. I got everything ready, stuck some stuff in the grave. I stuck my uh, uh, my big unit of skeletons. I stuck some other stuff in the grave. Um, and I was like, right. And I'd outnumbered him. And I looked at it and, ridiculously, I've always told myself in the past, the key is outnumber daughters go first alpha them kill them they can't take it because the bravery's low and what did I do I said <laughs> yeah yeah you can go first and and <laughs> I think I think he started salivating and anyway uh he's like right and uh there you go so he did his um he got his witch brew on and whatnot and he got his prayers on and then i started thinking oh yeah this is why you go in first before they're immune to battle shock and before they can do this that and the other and anyway it happened um and he he came at me like a spider monkey with marathi (laughs) he did the um he he, he saw the threat in the uh the morgasts and he just wanted him gone um so he he did the thing where she turns big and sneaks a big sack full of inches and comes closer um, he he teleported his cauldron to my very right corner to challenge uh, my right objective uh, the, the close right one my idea had been because i had so much in the grave at this point i realized shit he can just run now cover my grave sites and I can't get my stuff out. Um, But I think he got too uh, distracted by the Harbingers. He came forward with everything, but not too fast. Um, He dropped some canaries out of the sky with the cauldron. There was only 10 skeletons on each of my objectives, basically. So he dropped them. He put the, the cauldron there, and Marathi charged over. Marathi just... Beasted all four harbingers and killed all four in one, and I thought, God, oh, that's four hundred points gone. Okay, um, he didn't manage to kill the skeletons, and he. Marathi was the beast in amongst all my army, Um but he did leave me space, so I managed to pull my forty skeletons, um, out of the center object, uh, out of my center gravesite, um. They could then run into the centre. I pulled my grave guard out and stuff, so I managed to then put a bit of strength in. Uh, And again, it was the resilience of Death Rattle in my own territory on terrain um, that really played uh, that really paid off. I thought, well, that's me with three objectives. If I throw my um, my vampire lord into his army. It could hold him off for a little while um and it did he went in I went in, I killed stuff um he he had to deal with the vampire lord and um, the vampire lord absolutely nailed his saves, he did really well um Marathi got bogged down with a unit of skeletons that and my white king uh, who's on his I felt a little bad at one point because I'd not fully explained my White King and, and I have done so many times on this on this podcast and to everybody who knows me, um, but he he went in with Marathi uh into ten skeletons and the white king and the white king was on a what, it'll have been on a one plus save because he's a three plus, down to two plus cause he's in his own territory, one plus cause he's on terrain. So he split his attacks, um, and I think he put three attacks of some kind into the White King and everything else into the skeletons. Um, when he realised that it was a one plus, I think he'd gone up to a three plus because it must have been Ren two. Uh, he said, "Oh, if it had realised, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have split. I'd have just put everything into the skeletons." Um, and he didn't manage to kill the skeletons. Um. So, anyway, the the skeletons proved, again, the skeletons and the grave Guard were on one objective, with a Necromancer supporting on the White King, but all sufficiently spread out so that he really had to come and commit and get into combat, and he couldn't engage Marathi into everything. Um. But what ended up happening was my Vampire Lord killed quite a bit of stuff before he died, then my 40 skeletons killed his sisters. And and I was really worried for a little, like, around turn three I thought I hadn't hope. But by the time turn four came, he only had his heroes left. So he just couldn't contest my objectives, because mine were growing back so fast, my, my um, units. He couldn't wipe them out. And even with Marathi, who'd took some damage by then, because you only have to do three a turn, and well, three per combat phase, and the skeletons are good enough to do that. 'cause skeletons are threes and fours, um, when they've got swords and you've got a hero nearby. So in the end, um, yeah, the I I, I, I took the Major, but it was just because again, um, resilience of Death Rattle in my own territory and the fact that they they grow back, whereas the same way the Ideneth really, really suffer from losing bodies, as do the Orcs and as do daughters. Um just having that ability to to regrow units, granted I couldn't I couldn't resurrect units because it it wiped out my general. But I could, if he didn't wipe them out totally. The way the grave sites were placed and the way the heroes were placed was that I could fo- throw so many d3s worth of um, healing into them. It, it worked. So yeah, I took a a major and and um, maxed it up twenty five points and a big scalp. Literally, it was definitely yeah. <laughs> So, um,
2: but yeah, so, I think
0: Chris Chris did really well. Um, it was a, a a good one, but he knew that he could have had a, a harder and more tuned list. Um, he just didn't really fancy painting any more buttocks. His head. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he'd, he'd had enough, and there were it was a great looking army. They were all painted like the um, the original Mystique out of X Men. Um, out of X Men, like out of oh, the comics yeah. and stuff. Okay. So um, all these, all these, uh, uh, all these daughters were were like in the lycra outfits and looking like mystiques and they looked pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he, he said he couldn't face paint any
1: more buttocks. So fair um, <laughs> we, uh, <he> <laughs> we call him Big Chris. Uh, he, he was probably about what six foot six or seven. Yeah, um, yeah, and big big uh you know <laughs> normally i'm i'm like you're the looking... tall guy aren't you yeah no, i'm not used to looking up to people and uh but yeah big chris is a big lad uh and he's he's built like a rugby player as well he's like you know wide not just a lanky dude he's a big <laughs> he's a big northern man <laughs> big proper beard as well <laughs> yeah. so yeah big chris yeah much love a,
0: a gent a and, jet. Uh, definitely, and I hope he'll come over and
1: and have a game with us. Yes, I'll definitely be going back there to play them. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So my my last game was uh another Frost Lord, so my third Frost Lord, Matthias Danielson. Uh, he had Stormcast Eternals. Um, his his list. So he had. Uh, here we go. So a little bit different. He had a uh, Lord Arcanum on Celestial Dracline as uh the general. Uh Knight Heraldor, Night Cantor. big block of twenty sequitors, um nine Great Misses in there, so that's that's a big dangerous brick there. He had two times five judicators, two times three evocators on Dracolines, so we've a bit of a dracoline theme going on here. Um hadn't played against these things before so that was new uh he had three castigators and the comet in his list for 2000 points again no formations so um that was again me quite easily going first in this game on focal points which is a mission i quite like actually I played quite a lot now it kind of suits my army i think pretty well um keep things nice and tight and buffed up so um i i, I deployed uh my terrorgeist on the on the right flank, along with twenty ghouls. I had my big block of nine sort of in the middle near the arch regent with the courtier, and the two threes kind of on the left hand side of that. So a big long line of there, just essentially. He had his big brick of sectors in the middle ish. Um, had his leads on one side, sort of facing my terrorgeist, and he put his kind of shooting in the sky, um, t- to drop down later. So I thought, well, oh, fair enough. So I'm taking first turn. I'm I'm pushed up as far as I can and I just launched into him so it was kind of similar to playing game two against Ula uh on that mission this 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 was kind of very quickly uh, I kind of stamped my authority onto it so launched the terror geist forward then his flank into the sort of three dracolines that they, that they could uh, that he could reach um and then uh launched the nine flares buffed up and i think i got another unit of three into that brick of sequiturs it's like they must die quickly because they can be annoying and and he, he was also he was a uh, hammers of sigmar so th- that's the one i think they can come back isn't it on a five yeah um so was like well they, they need to die uh and and that'll be the end of that um as quickly as possible so that was primary mission and again push forward and just get as much as i can so <clears throat> went went very well, got my charges in, killed three Dracolines, fighting twice with uh, the Terrorgeist, I'd, I'd summoned on three Flares and a Varg again up at that neck of the woods, so I get already outflanking him from behind there um, the Flares got into the Secretaries and fighting twice, I killed them uh, in one turn uh, through Battleshock, got them down to like I don't know, three or four or five left and he ended up minus a million on Battleshock so off they went he didn't have any command points being turn one no formation, so off they went. Um, his his in, encounter was in there, so he was at risk already. Uh, and basically, that was again turn one. I'd kind of almost nailed the game. Um, he he dropped his shooting down eventually on his his on my left side, but it was never really going to threaten much. Um, I was sitting scoring, you know, turn one. I had like three points from the right, two, I had two in the middle, and I think one of the. Yeah, I had my one on the left. So what's that? Three, four, five, six points. Turn one, and that just keeps going from there. I ended up getting all objectives. Maybe turn two, just killing his killing his directly. He's got his general killed pretty quickly. Um, I think he got the comet down once and it did a little bit of damage, but it was never going to threaten me. He, he just had no bodies left by this point. I just I'd, I'd broken his spine almost <laughs> immediately in turn one, so I felt a bit bad for him. Uh, it was uh, he's a lovely chap. Um, I don't think he he'd sort of. Played a huge amount with with uh, you know in in, in serious kind of cutthroat tournament sort of setting before, but lovely chap. Um, so yeah, long story short, it's a major win to me. I don't think I lost an awful lot in this game at all. Um, the flares, the, the, the terror guys did their thing, and yeah, major win, twenty five points for me. Um, he he got a couple of points off me, just the usual stuff that you always get, Town lord and he maybe got something off the board, having brought his archers down, I sort of ignored, killed some of them, ignored them, and yeah, he might have got one of them off the board as well, so See, see, it was
0: interesting, because there's been a bit of chatter and we talked about it in our last full episode, about timekeeping, now this was a two and a half hour round, so they've not extended it like we have, they did have a little bit of good grace, if somebody got to the end they had a Speak to a TO. You'll get 10-15 minutes extra if you need it. Yeah, I don't think I saw anybody use that.
1: Well, I think I think in my game against Runa Turn uh, Game One, that was that was a long game. Uh, there was a lot in there. Uh, Night Hunt, yeah, is a, it's a slow army, um, and it takes time. I mean, we were fighting how, immediately. And I think. You do? Did you did you get through most of your games in well, your half hours though? Yeah, no. Every other so ter- game one was the only one so. Officially we got to end of turn four and I think they gave us a little bit of time. Big Chris was floating about and he's like, Yeah, 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 just keep you, just keep going. He did like, the story's about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, and we we could have we could have mapped out turn five if we wanted to and, and maybe try and claim the time lord, but I think Chris's like, nah, you're not getting that. <laughs> I was like fine. <laughs> I'm here to have fun, I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, argue with anything. There's there's no need to the game was finished, it was fine. But the 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 other four games were cleanly done uh, and well within the time. Yeah, I thought well within. Some of my games I thought would be quick. Like I thought the corn game would be quick, Um, but actually it went most of the distance. Like like when I say time, it was probably two and a quarter between two and a quarter, two and a half hours. All my games, Um, and even the Gristle Gore Blood and Glory. I thought that might be a quick game, but you know we got to turn five on that one. It was it was quite a quite a technical game in in some ways as well. So so apart from
0: think. Though about the two points for a time lord Do you think that that was enough in- encouragement For people to finish the games?
1: Because I seem to think,
2: think people it's a, nice, were
1: keen. it's a nice way to do it It's a positive thing rather than a negative thing Yeah um, it, if, you, if your maximum score
0: was 18 Like back at home yeah. Like when we're playing If your maximum for a major was 18 Including maybe a secondary or two But then you got a two point bonus To take you up yeah. to full 20 If you finished in time
1: it's interesting. I mean, we're, we're. I've been. I've got the Tempest pack out, and I, it'll be. It'll be more or less the same as the Masters pack. So, I put a bit of work into that. I've. I, I've gone for the, like what Mike's doing. The kind of similar to this, almost in a way, but you know, fourteen. Well, the Six Nations scoring essentially. So fourteen, yeah. fourteen for a major. You have got your two secondaries, which deny two and deny two. So there's four points there, and you've got your uh, thousand point. Kill and preserve points as well. So that's, yeah. that's that's the 20. But it'd be nice to sneak in the, you know, one or yeah. two points from. I'd almost be tempted to have just one secondary um,
0: and an extra two points for, you know, like one for score, one for deny, and then an extra two points for finish, for both of you for finishing yeah. on time. I mean, just, I might be inclined
1: to go off to even ignore the kill points. We're, we're moving away from kill points, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't even record it in that tournament, no. other than. No, actually, no, you didn't. Was, there was not even you, didn't, you didn't even have to know it, no. No, it didn't matter at all, did it? Um, so that might be something to think about. But it's, it's it's a nice it's a nice positive thing, I think, as well. I you think know, so. One I or think two it points encourages just, you. just tickles it along nicely. It can make a difference, you know.
0: Yeah. No, it was good. So at the end of it, I was I didn't really didn't know how it was going. I was gunning for best death. That's what I really wanted above everything else. So. I look in here at my scores. So I got 13, 25, 25, 20, 25. So, oh no, 13, 22, 25, 20, 25 I got. And I managed to beat the reigning um, King in the North with Nagash by a solitary point. (laughs) So that's what the the secondaries do. And then he was two points ahead of Sebastian's uh, gristle goal list. So... Death were quite quite well placed, and I even got third place overall, which I was very very happy with because oh, I got yeah. a, an etched um, sort of like big pint pot thing with King of the North third place, and I got one of Gary's great Frostlod to- trophies, which was like a it's like a a thunder to- a stone horn um, a stone horn skull trophy. So I've brought that back to Scotland. I brought one back from Bobo and I brought one back from Tromso, so I think that's good. Um so I was totally made up with that. I was I was really happy. I was three points behind um second, which was Spiders, and then top place was Luca, um, with the Fire Slayers. Um, who was way up there on one twenty five, so he maxed out every single game twenty five points. And that was so... a close
1: game though, the the, the game five versus the spiders, that was a close game as well. That came down to the end. Did it? And it was looking like he'd uh, he'd lost it or he took his eye off the ball. I think he he did he move off an objective or he, he, he did something and he lost one of the one one of the objectives and it was I think it was looking very close. But he right. he, he got back into it anyway, so
0: yeah. um no it was a it was a phenomenal event. And looking at the top ten.
1: Uh, yeah, so oh well, no
0: let's look at the top twelve top thirteen. <laughs> let's
1: go to the top thirteen, yeah. Yeah. So so thirteenth <laughs> so is me. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> so seventy nine points out of uh well, what was it one, two, five I guess. It was alright.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that's I mean that's three wins, isn't it?
1: Three wins, yeah. Um, New majors maxed out as well. Two max majors and a... And a, and a max, max minor. Almost. Ah, not quite. I think I got 18.
0: Oh, it oh Have you got the full records there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got 7, 25, 20, 25. Okay,
1: yeah. And the 2 was the Gristle Gore game. I didn't get much for that. I got tabled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so 13th was me, uh, and then joint 10th was three players. the yeah. Lars, the uh, deepkin that you played, yeah uh, even the KO player against two Frostlords, and Henrik who's uh, the corn who's the yeah. young guy isn't he the
0: yeah he was he was a yeah. good lad um he's gonna be a, a a force to be reckoned with uh, in the future, yeah, I think.
1: Com- com- Confident young chap definitely will, yeah definitely, yep. uh,
0: yeah I think if he if he picks up a top tier army he's gonna be a menace
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so he even managed to swindle me uh swindle some monsters out of me um, because I don't know. I think I got a question wrong in the quiz, and I'd said if I'm wrong, I'll buy you a drink. I'll right. so, well, everyone a drink, and he's like, "I want a monster." I'm like, "Oh, well. <laughs> so the next day he comes up to me and goes, you owe me a monster.' Remember? I'm like, "Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay." And God knows how much monsters cost over there. I think it was about nine quid.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. So that was but the... yeah, so Enric, and then yeah, there was a uh... ninth was Captain Awful. So Storm Class. Stormcast, uh hunting hounds, uh Martin was it? you yeah. played. Eighth place, Legion of Grief. Now uh Big Chris said to me just send a message, he'll buy us a beer if we get his name pronounced right. So uh Well we're gonna have to do who's Bjorn Helga Stockland. There we go. Bjorn Helga Stockland. That's what I was gonna say as well. So that's two beers. Thanks, Chris. Brilliant, yeah, moving on. Chris. Uh, He's gonna buy them in Weatherspoons, spoons though for like one pound. <laughs> seven a pint or something <laughs> <laughs> we want to pro- Norwegian prices okay so if it comes here it'll be five pints that we want so. <laughs> uh, seventh place Runa Olsen who I played game one in his night haunt fun. so he, he did well three wins um, 95 points as well so he's clear seventh uh, one point ahead Big Chris and his daughters 96 points six, sixth place so he had a good day one three wins but then lost both his games day two um 5th place was Sebastian the Grisselgore player Uh, 102 points for him he lost game 2 and then won his next 3 so 4 wins Uh, 2018 champion Mr Nigard and his grand host of Nagash he was 4th, 104 points 4 wins Um, Stu West, 3rd place 105, like you say 1 point point ahead of uh, Alexander there, so beautiful um, if only it was mixed death, it'd be it'd be perfect. Oh, but... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so f- four wins for you, hundred and five points, hundred eight points. Second place, Steen and his Gloom Spike gets open brackets, Spider Fang, close brackets. So four wins and then the loss game five to the winner, Fire Slayers Luca to Sato and his uh, and his Fire Slayers Filth, albeit not complete Filth, but almost complete Filth. Um, five wins, max points. Boom, there we go. Well done, Luca. And yeah. it's worth noting there
0: that five of the top eight are deaf. <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> that shows you what the Scandinavian
1: meta is. And if you stretch to the top 13, you can squeeze me in as well. So, yeah. yeah. So, well, six anyway. of the top 13. Not quite as impressive. But, well. uh, and let's say, and Luca, so chatting to him on the Thursday night, uh, how often do you meet a real life gold- goldsmith?
0: Yeah, he is. Oh, he'd made the most phenomenal a, combat gauge. He's a proper dwarf. <laughs> yes, did you see his combat gauge? Yeah. So He's, he's, yeah, like he's just... made himself a, a a real combat gauge yeah. as a goldsmith. He's like a so skull, nice.
1: skull on it and stuff. It's, yeah,
0: amazing. Yeah, I reckon he could do different army-specific ones. Um... He's like, oh, I can just make you up a, a a mold, and then you can just take it to a local goldsmith to make. <laughs> I'm like, um, mm, we don't really have local goldsmiths. Well, i don't just take it many. to a local goldsmith? <laughs> so yeah, oh well, but no, they were such good good bunch, and it was uh,
1: definitely worth going. Mm. So there you go. That is our king in the north. So we finished up. We finished up Sunday uh, mid afternoon. We still had. Time to kill until the next morning when we left. Oh, yes. So we went, went out for uh, some food with a few of the guys and the and girl thing, themed, um, pizzeria, yeah, yeah, candles and steampunk decoration. Um, yeah, and it's worth
0: my, pointing out there, like you say, that um, that Chris and his his good lady are uh, Agnet, who is the um, the the top ranked um, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Warhammer player in Norway, um, probably potentially Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> possibly. Uh, probably top six in Europe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many there are, but um, yeah. So she, she, was, she was rocking the thricefold. Yeah. Unfortunately, Chris had uh had an injury, so he couldn't um he couldn't play. So he was. Uh, I think he was
1: painting, wasn't he? He did a um, a load of t- terrain for it. I had, yeah it was a massive effort to get this tournament looking the way it did so well done to, to everyone it was fantastic but... it was definitely worth going oh yeah 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 so we had so we had some pizza yours was your pizza was on fire Um yeah mine was on fire, on fire it came to the table so that was yeah that was i don't interesting. know what it was that was burning i think they must have poured something probably on it like let it... probably aquavit let's be honest let's be. It let's could be. Honest. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had some pizza then we ventured down to finally we got into the Bastard Bar on the Sunday yeah. night, which was really the primary objective of the whole trip.
0: Yeah. And, and it was unfortunately good. Fortunately, there were a
1: couple of Liverpool fans in there. <laughs> Aside yeah. from that, a it was drunk, all right. A drunk local <laughs> who had exceptional English and really good grammar and kind of uh, vocabulary. He just wanted to fight, though, to But be he was a right <laughs> pain in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He thought I was Spanish, first of all, which I don't know he where. He thought you were a bit uh, lardy, dar. Right well? Yeah, you're very lardy dar. <laughs> What's, what's, what's your twice, story? I'm about twice your height and twice your width. Uh, yeah, that's, he that's just, just wanted to fight again. Yeah, so that was uh, that was the bastard bar. We met we met a bastard. Uh, yeah. What we'll, we'll a chap! Yeah, uh, he was a very polite bastard. Yeah, <laughs> want to fight. Pretty yeah, well spoken for. Uh, that's what you get. You gotta be you. Uh, you got to have money to get drunk in Norway. So he's obviously, a, you know, he wasn't a scumbag. <laughs>
0: No, it was it was a, it was a good place. So yeah. I'll 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 be keeping an eye out for the the dates for next year, and we'll we'll certainly be challenging people to come and and make the pilgrimage. Yes,
1: yeah. And so, if anyone if anyone goes to Blood and Glory in November, there's at least I think three of them going across the yeah. Frost Lords, Eric, Henrik, and who's the third one? I don't know. They'll be drunk. Mm. Trying to remember who it is now. I apologize, I yeah, can't remember. Sorry. But anyway, they're they're, they're going to cross on to invade Blood and Glory again. They've done it before, um, so yeah. Hopefully, they We've come made, to Scotland Maybe having too. a turnout in the new year. Well,
0: in next year for maybe follow the old world. I think there's a uh, yeah things of a few Chris, coming over.
1: Tristan have got their eye on it a little bit, and Runa, a few yeah, others. A few so others, yeah, yeah, we're lots of yeah lots of contacts made. So. They're a good bunch. Um, good. So we've got yeah. So
0: what what have we got to look forward to in the next coming months? I think how many more tournaments is there before the Masters invites go out for us? Well,
1: two two Scottish ones really. There's one day there's Howling in a month and Winter War basically mid November, which is three weeks before Masters. So it might all be virtually done and dusted by Howling. It depends. Yeah. There may not be much to play for at Winter War. Uh, it depends how many folk go, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so yes, it comes to the, to the business end. We've got, we've got Tempest Pack out now um, as of this week for uh, for January. So eighteenth, nineteenth, I think it is January. So come along.
0: It's, to- it's officially a a, a warm up event for CanCon as it's well.
1: Officially- isn't it? <laughs> yes, you're making an even. <laughs> I've made an impressive. Arctic trip. You're now making an even more impressive uh, round the world trip.
0: It's my newfound bachelor status <laughs> means that I have nothing better <laughs> to spend my money on than than flying around the world going to warm trips. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's... me and me and Sean are uh, we're going to go to um, Tempest, and then we fly to uh, Sydney on the Tuesday after Tempest. So there'll be a night at the airport and then we've got an early start flying out of Edinburgh. We fly to um, New York and then San Francisco and then from San Francisco down to Sydney. And then we're uh, driving across to Canberra where we're sharing lodgings with our friends and allies at the uh, Notorious podcast and (laughs) the um, AOS Dan. So we're bunking up with the the Kiwis. Oh brilliant um, That'll
2: so be we've
0: awesome. got, we've got two i think we've got two lodge houses in in a place where there's allegedly hundred and fifty gamers staying and it's a bit <laughs> like a center parks for
2: for
1: oh, gamers. Just, <laughs> we saw this we saw this footage last time did we How Yeah, was at the Caratel. so uh, there's i think that there's gonna be a Barbie. Uh, outstanding we'll take the but, take the recorder and we'll expect the uh yeah, diaries we will we'll have some kind of a uh, yeah
0: the Antipodean diaries, and then ridiculously, we then leave. Uh, we're only there for a long weekend, <laughs> we're there for four days, and then we um we fly back the same route and we land back in uh, Edinburgh on the Wednesday morning. Um, and I start my new job on the Thursday morning. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I'm gonna make a good impression. <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, the world is a, a strange
1: place. So that's uh, so that's sold out 240 players.
0: 240, yeah. And I'm expecting that to be in the rankings next year. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to be making a play for Six Nations again next year. <laughs> yes.
1: So yeah,
0: that should be good.
1: So yeah, Tempest is the week before that. So definitely a warm-up event. 40, probably 40 players. Uh, yeah, so a nice, a nice uh, warm up for you guys. Who knows? Um, okay. Yeah, me um, and
0: Sean. Don't know what I am going to take yet, but we'll see. I think um, Sean's got his eye on a uh, a city's list with lots of shooting, lots of and uh, tanks,
1: guns. Yeah, yeah. Nice simple
0: uh, city list, but I don't know. It'll be difficult for me to pull myself away
1: from Legion and Night just because they travel so well. Um yeah, so. stick, stick to what you know because it'll be uh it'll be uh endurance test that one. <laughs> it'll be hot, I think. It'll be hot, it'll be it'll be beer. Um No, there's no beer.
0: It's a dry it tournament. Not? No, Is no. It? no. Oh. They, they don't have um beer in Australian tournaments. Oh. Uh, they do in the evening. I mean you go as wild as you want at night, but yeah, no, yeah. it's um, at the oh. events you don't you don't drink. So that's fair. That's fair okay. Enough. And it was always like that in Scotland, wasn't it, before? It's, oh, it's only yeah. sort of edged that way recently, yeah. where they've started drinking again. But no, um, no, there's there's no... Because I, I sent a message to Clint and said, oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to all that delicious Fosters, you know, just winding him up a bit. And he came back and goes, y- you do know this is a dry tournament, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Refund, <laughs> refund, refund. <laughs> So, yeah, you're going to refund me these plane tickets. Yeah. So it's, it's remarkably uh, affordable um, to fly to Australia for a long weekend. So I, re- I can't recommend it yet because it's also a 37-hour flight. Um, That's why it's so cheap, I think. So we've got a 37-hour flight there and a 28-hour flight back. So... Sean's not seen the itinerary yet. Sorry, Sean. I, I booked it. I got as the <laughs> cheapest flights I could. Um we could have paid an extra four or five hundred pounds and, uh, and shaved a whole four hours off the flight, but I thought I oh, thought that I'd rather nah. spend money on something good. More more time to record. Yes. Dimes. So and I, I I I don't want to give this away, but I, I certainly want to be one of the first people to play um War Cry at thirty seven thousand feet. <laughs> so I'm gonna definitely. I've, met, I've, I've pre-selected the tickets so that we've got spaces where we can have a game on the plane. <laughs> so we're, we're definitely you're, you're gonna, gonna. You're on the exit seats, or are you? <laughs> uh, no, no, we've got seats next to the bar. So oh. yeah, um, it should be quite good. And there's free Wi-Fi, so we may even get a little bit of streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway there we go this is um so that's that so i'll try and get this out in the next day or two i'm off to work in wales for a week so that'll be fun and then uh yeah then we'll we'll get back together there's some good new books to talk about uh there's some new releases yes. and i'm sure we're yes. going to get the the
1: aussie art bone reapers soon as well yeah they'll be soon they'll be soon um yeah got iron john's book coming myself on saturday so we've be through yeah. some of that i've got some I Jordan do- covered.
0: Yeah, we definitely want to congratulate and, and thank GW for releasing that new uh, Gamers Handbook, um, the little A5 number. It's
1: phenomenal. Yeah, it's I need to look the, at that. I I'd, I'd kind of dismissed it initially. No, I didn't realise
0: it was a small A5 book, actually. It's so good, and it's got everything you need. I mean, at the yeah. moment, I'm counting around a core rule book, yeah, uh, yeah. the General's Handbook, Malign Sorcery, and even potentially the um, Forbidden Power. Yeah, so now they were. The remember, late, that was the old book. eighth
1: edition size of kind of yeah, you, you got in the starter set, I and think. it's okay, but it's yeah, great. they are. It's really good, and it's not
0: thick. I mean, to be honest, what does it retail at? Is it 20 quid? I think it's around that. I, I, didn't, I didn't even look at that, it properly. That might be a bit steep, to be honest,
2: yeah. but
0: it's worth it, especially if you can't be asked buying things like
1: Malign Sorcery just for the book and you don't want all spells. Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've 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 bought everything, so I felt I felt fine about kind of printing off pages from okay. it, you know. Yeah, um, I, I, I carry a folder about, but it's, a, it's still A4, you know, so it's still substantial. Whereas whereas the A5 is, I mean, this will
0: this will slip into your back pocket. Yeah. So if you're if you're worried about hand luggage on a flight to Tromso, to Canberra, mm. um, this is this is your best friend.
1: Yes, yeah, so King of the North, twenty twenty. We will, we will hopefully be there again. I am definitely going to keep it in the calendar. Yes, and start saving now. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, we'll just take uh, more whiskey next time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just buy it before and put it in my bloody bag in, this, yeah. in the vault. <laughs> yeah. um, but I came back with a bottle of aquavit. I, I. I, I I ran the duty free gauntlet at Oslo. and It was fine because it was already. <laughs> it was just one flight after that into the yeah, another yeah. country, so there was no problems with sealed bags and all that. So, got my little bottle of Aquavit in the in the cupboard here. Had a wee uh, had a we shot of it with the misses. Like, oh, you got to try this. It's lovely. Is <laughs> it as good? <laughs> ah, I thought it was good. She she wasn't particularly impressed, but that's fine. <laughs> all the more for you. Indeed, yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, th- thanks again to all the Norwegian guys you were all fantastic very welcoming very friendly uh a great tournament perfect size to be I know we talk about like you know 160 100 200 240 player events this was 24 and it was perfect it yeah. was it was the right size to, to know everybody across the weekend um quite homely it, it was a great you know we say it was a biker hut, it was a really lovely um building both, yeah <laughs> nicely it decorated, it was warm, there was uh, there was comfortable chairs and tables and a bar and an outdoor terracey pit and you know, facilities. Mountains it was perfect. It was like I said to you, it was almost like it was almost like Aegon in many ways in the in the kind of It was like a
0: picturesque it. setting of Aegom, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> slightly same vibe, dear Same vibe, you know, friendly friendly hosts, uh, welcoming, blah blah. Oh, you know, perfect size. Great tables, great terrain. It was it was tip top. Yeah. And they were all great to us, um, and we've, we've maybe not mentioned all your names on here, but you were all excellent, so, so thank you very yeah. much.
0: Thank you. Five stars.
1: Five stars.
0: Yes. Anyway, that'll be enough for us, so um, we shall be back in a week or two to talk about new releases and upcoming events, and maybe have a, a sneaky peek at the howling lists. We'll mm. maybe get the TO on to talk through yes, uh, his uh, favourites and explain lists will be it
1: all Lists will be in two weeks' time. I think it is the deadline. So Yeah, so why don't week, we do
0: that? One we'll, one week, we'll we'll pull him on and he can share with us live for the first time. That'd be Indeed.
1: excellent. Captain Callahan. Captain Callahan. Right then. Well thank you very much. It's good night from me. And it's good night in Norwegian that I forgot to learn again.
0: Heydor. Is it Haydar? We say <laughs> Haydor? Well uh, uh, apologies. Hodor. 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 <laughs> no, no, hey. Door. <laughs> Yag uh, Ska. <laughs> I'm not going through this again. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yag Vil der dushan.
1: Okay, we're going. So... Godnat says here. Godnat. Godnat. There you go. Did you hear that?
2: <laughs> Audible Studios presents The Art of War, written by Sun Tzu. Translated by Lionel Giles. Performed by Aidan Gillen. One, laying plans. Sun Tzu said,